didn't say to me, bring up this people. But you have not let me know who you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found favor in my sight. Now, therefore, I pray, if I have found favor in your sight, show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find favor in your sight. He keeps asking for that favor. And consider this, that this nation is your people. Mm. If I found favor in your sight, God, that I know your way, consider, this your folk. Uh, that's frustration right there. And he said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. In other words, I'm going with you and not only am I going, I'm going to give you peace with the people that's getting on your nerves. I'm going to give you peace in the middle of your frustration. Then he said to him, if your presence does, does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found favor in your sight, except you go with us? So we shall separate, so we shall be separate from separate your people and I from all the people who are upon the face of the earth. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing that you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight, and I know you by name. I'm going to talk about when faith and favor connect, part two. When faith and favor connect, part two. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. God, give me uh, insight into your word, articulation of speech, clarity of thought, that I may be able to speak your word, God, and we'd be better for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Y'all give me just a few minutes, I'm going to be done. Amen? Amen. When faith and favor connect, we find Moses um, in a interesting situation. As I said this morning, Moses has been asked or uh, commissioned by God to go to Egypt and rescue his people from slavery, set them free. God makes this request of Moses based on the cries of the people. And even though the people uh, want to be free, um, once Moses delivers them or God delivers them at the hand of Moses, the people complain. The people fuss. The people are bitter. The people are cantankerous. The people are hard to deal with, hard to, to, to follow uh, Moses because they really don't want what they were asking for. I said on this morning, what happens when you pray for favor and, and pray for favor and pray for freedom and God gives it to you and then you complain about it? I also said that favor or freedom comes in various forms. Sometimes God's way of making you free is bringing you to the desert. The reality of their desert situation is that desert was freedom from bondage. 
The desert got them out of Egypt because it was between the desert. The, uh, the desert stood between Canaan and uh, slavery. It became between the land that they were trying to escape and the land of promise. And when God delivered them out of the hand of Pharaoh, the uh, intent was to make a short journey through the desert. But it was because of the complaints of the people that that desert experience got extended. Uh, it ain't in my notes, but it's in the room. Be careful about what you complain about. Because it may be just the reason that God has extended your stay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You complain about not having money, but if you learn to thank God in your brokenness, maybe your stay in brokenness won't be extended. That's why I've been saying that the, the declaration over this house was that as you give, as you prepare your gifts, do it with a praise on your lips. Do it with a praise coming out of your mouth because in your praise you are making a declaration over your money. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you hold your purse, if you hold your pocketbook, if you hold your wallet, if you put your hands on your money and start praising God, just start praising God, you are making a declaration over your financial situation. But when you start complaining about what you don't have and what you can't do and, and, and how short you are and all of that, you start to make a God out of your brokenness, and God will extend your stay until you learn the lesson. The truth of the matter is that the children of Israel could have come out of the desert a long time ago. They, they were only supposed to be in there 40 days. They ended up staying there 40 years, all because uh, they complained about where they were. Mm -hmm. And their complaints now brings Moses to a place of frustration. Mm, frustration, frustration, frustration. I am frustrated with my calling. I am frustrated with my mission because my mission is not lining up. The people that you have called me to lead are not following like I thought they would. Mm -hmm. I thought that I was going to rescue a grateful people, but actually I'm going to rescue a cantankerous people. I'm going to rescue a complaining people. Uh -huh. And because of their complaints, I am doomed to suffer their extension in the desert. Mm -hmm. Even though I know the way to the promised land, I can't go in it because I got people following me who won't get on one accord, who won't get with the program, who won't listen to the word, who won't be obedient to the word. And this has me flustered. This has me frustrated. This has me messed up in the mind. This has me hot, 38 hot, because I'm out here in this hot sun because you don't want to trust God. I'm out here in this heat because you don't want to give God praise. I'm, I'm going through poverty with you because you don't want to praise God in the middle of your lack. Because mm -hmm. the truth of the matter is even though you call it lack, it ain't lack at all. Mm -hmm. Because even at your lowest times, God has always made a way. Even at the times when you thought you didn't have, you realize you had something after all. Mm -hmm. Even when you went to work and didn't have lunch money, somebody was waiting with lunch for you. Somebody packed an extra hamburger. Somebody packed an extra sardine can. Somebody packed an extra just for you. I wish I had about three or four grateful people in the room because you understand that when you're at your lowest, that's just God's starting point. That's just where God likes to pick up when you don't have. That's just the place where you need to be. When you ain't got nothing, God has everything. Mm-hmm. 
thing. When you face the area of your impossibility, that's where God likes to step in. As long as things are possible, God steps back and lets you do you. But when things get impossible, when things get at their last, when the bill is due today and your money won't come the next week, that's when God steps in and God allows favor to take over your life. I wish I had about four people that could thank God for favor. Oh, yeah, I don't need favor when impossibilities are not evident. It's when the impossibilities show up that favor becomes necessary. Mm -hmm. We testify that God is a miracle worker, but God is also a miracle maker. Mm -hmm. God made the deliverance for uh, the people to come out, but God also made the desert. Mm -hmm. They start walking in a place that God made that was hard for them. Ah, uh, yeah. I knew it was getting quiet right there, Philip, because we don't like hard spots. But sometimes God has to allow us to go through hard spots to start rubbing off the excess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. The reason that we are living in a society uh, today that we were not living in two years ago is because God had to give us a rough spot. Uh, I'm not trying to wax political in the room, but the reason that we're going through, the reason we being Trump right now is because some of us got too comfortable during the Obama years. Uh -huh. Some of us started taking some things for granted, and so there had to be a prophet, there had to be a pharaoh that knew not Joseph that would come up and do all kinds of dastardly deeds and do all kinds of craziness. But what happens is God says, I'm finna show you favor in the midst of the craziness. I'm getting ready to show you how I can make, let things fall apart but keep you together. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but I'm a testimony of being, being whole in a shattered place. I'm a testimony to be able to stand in the middle of broken glass where everything around me is broken and shattered, but I'm still put together. This is the first time I'm going to tell you to look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm still put together. Oh, yeah, no matter what I'm going through, I'm still put together. I got hell on my job, but I'm still put together. I got crazy kids at home, but I'm still put together. I'm mad when I go. I'm mad when I come back, but I'm still put together. I got to deal with road rage. I got to drive two hours to work and two hours back. And all the time, I want to cuss and shoot somebody. But when I get to my destination, I'm still put together. I wish I had some women who were kind of halfway bougie. Hold your head up in your face like it's a compact and say, I'm Still put together. I'm so sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. So even in the desert, even in the desert, God designed the desert experience to, to, to kind of weed out. As a matter of fact, he weeds out an entire generation because of the desert. Mm -hmm. Don't lose your life in the desert. I don't know who that's for, but, but some of you are facing desert experiences and you're allowing your mouth to kill you. Mm -hmm. You're allowing the things that you say to destroy you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the middle of the heat, but you keep talking about hell. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes you got to talk beyond where you are. Yeah, yeah. You got to talk about air conditioning in an hellacious situation. Yeah, you got to talk about being cool in a hot situation. Because mm -hmm. you 
your coolness in the heat shows that God is able. Oh, yeah, ask the Hebrew boys. The Hebrew boys willingly step in a furnace because they understand that my God is able. Even if he doesn't, he can keep me cool. And God responds to the able compliment. Mm -hmm. And they get in the middle of the fire and they stay cool when everything around them burns up. Yeah, 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 yeah. What I came to tell you is that there is favor in the desert, but if you don't recognize it, you suffer frustration. Yes. And so we find Moses in a conversation with God. They have not been in the desert 40 days. They, they have not been in the desert 40 years. As a matter of fact, they're in year one, and they get to the Mount of God, and Moses is already tired of them. And he got 39 more years to go. Frustration, frustration. Frustration number one. I understand what the journey is supposed to be. And the journey keeps being extended because the people won't catch on. Lord have mercy. I could I could I could advance this point as a pastor, but let's advance this point from the pew. Isn't it something when your miracle is 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 held in your neighbor's hand? But your neighbor acting funny? When, when the word of the Lord says, uh, 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 get somebody, grab a neighbor by the hand, and they're going to pray for your breakthrough, and they don't feel like praying? Oh, you know how it is. When it's your turn to pray, you pray fire down. You go all in their house, in the hospital, in their car lot. You go everywhere and pray for them. And then when they pray for you, their prayer is about 30 seconds. Oh, look how y'all looking. I know y'all more spiritual than I am, but I kind of get a half attitude. I'm like, I'm praying to sweat running down my brow. And then when it's time to pray for me, you ain't got nothing. You ain't even got a good grace to say over my life. I need to find another neighbor. I need to find, I'm frustrated. I know, I know, I know how it feels when you are real praiser and you connected with folk that don't want to praise God. That's frustrating because I want a breakthrough, and I know when everybody get on one accord, breakthrough comes. Yeah, The reason that we experienced such a power of God on, on, on this past weekend was because people came with an expectation. Oh, they came wanting a breakthrough. They came wanting deliverance. They came. And so it didn't take all day. It didn't take no warm-up. It didn't take nothing. All it did was God opened the door, sang a song, and God came in the room. And that's all we needed. We almost couldn't get it back together because somebody came with an expectation. Look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, do you expect anything? Uh, Moses, Moses is standing at the Mount of God, standing in front of God frustrated because he's saying, I'm leading a bunch of people with no expectation. They don't expect anything. God, I need you to go with me. I pray to you that if you have found, if I have found faith, God, if you love me, show me your way. That I may know you. <sighs> this, this is a precarious situation, Elder Pam, because you pray and say, God, show me the way, and he pointed to the desert. 
that ain't that ain't what I'm talking about, God. Not that way. Not that way. No, wrong way. God, you misunderstood me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, show me the way, not a way. Show me the way. And he points to dry places. Ah, that ain't right, God. That ain't right. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm talking about favor, God. Favor, 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 favor. I'm talking about that stuff that folks say ain't fair. That's what I want. I want favor. God, show me your way. And then he points to the people you're trying to get rid of. Frustrating. He says, show me that way that I may know you, that I may find favor in your sight. And consider. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, let's, let's get the picture. God, if I found favor in your sight, show me your way. God points to the people who are down there complaining, building gods, cutting the food. Points to them. Here's Moses' response. Wait a minute. Consider the people you pointing at. There it is in the text. And consider that this nation is your people. This is your fault. I, I didn't ask for none of this. I was on the backside of the desert, tending my own business, watching my own goats. I done found me a woman. I'm good. And I just bumped. I wasn't even looking for you. I just bumped up on a bush that didn't burn up. Get down, you talking about. Take off your shoes, for this is holy ground. I just was trying to find some water for my goat. Here you go, I need you. I've heard the cries of my people. I, uh, I need you to go and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. I wasn't trying to go back there. I got a warrant. Egyptian, I'm on exile. The reason I'm on the backside of this desert, cause I got a want in Egypt. Oh, y'all don't look, y'all looking at me like y'all don't know what the Bible say. I got a want. I can't go back there. And then I, Anybody ever heard of the voice of God and what he told you to do was so big it caused you to stutter? You, you, what you want me to do? What? You call me to be what? You gonna place me where? I can't even hear myself say it. 
because it's too much, it's more, it's, it's too large for me. It's bigger than I can imagine. I was leading goats. And you call me to lead two million people who all don't have my vision. Which means it's division. If I found favor in your sight, consider these folk. You got me in the desert. I came up here to you for help. Oh, don't look at me like you ain't ever had no help moments. You've had some help moments in your life. Consider these folk. Number two, how will the people know that you are on my side? When, if they don't see you with me, what's going to separate me and my folk from the other people of the world? I got to have proof of purchase. I got to have some type of ID card to let them know that I'm eligible for favor. Uh, let me see if I can get to this in the next five, ten minutes. There was a time under the Old Testament law that God's presence was based on complete obedience to the law. Ten Commandments, which Moses gets off the Mount of God, becomes the law to the Israelites. Strict obedience to this law invites the presence of God, which means now disobedience means that God does not show up. As a matter of fact, the purpose of some of the burnt offerings was to atone for the sins of man so that God's presence would continuously dwell with man. Yeah. Uh, so under the law, if I didn't follow it perfectly, God would separate himself from me. I got more Bible for that. What happens when Adam and Eve sin? Separation. Separation. The law comes, came as a result of the sin. And it became a, a way to bring man closer to God. And, but not connect him to God. Uh, by following the law, God's presence was around us, but not in us. God's presence was in our midst, but not activated in our person. Okay, y'all got that? But what happened on the cross was, Jesus makes a divine exchange. He became sin 
for us so that the punishment of separation was against him instead of us. Okay, let's back up because some of y'all went to sleep right there. The law was strict, strictly followed so that God would be with us. If we broke the law, God would not be with us. Jesus chooses the cross so that he could become sin. So that the punishment of separation would not be against us, but against him. Can I prove my point? That's why, preachers, when Jesus gets on the cross, he says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Why did you separate yourself? From me. Why would you leave me? Because God's punishment for sin is separation. Uh, Y'all get that on the way home. Even at, at the end of your life, if you die without Jesus, God's punishment for sin is separation. Because hell is a separation from the righteous and the unrighteous. Hell and heaven ain't put together. Oh, y'all don't hear me. It ain't a door to hell. Hell is put away. And at the end of the age when, when Satan and his imps and his demons are cast into the lake of fire, the lake, fire, and hell, all of that will be done away with. Eternal separation. Jesus now becomes sin. That's why I started this morning early and said, thank God for Jesus. Jesus becomes sin for the world so that he dealt with the separation. And everyone who chooses Jesus now no longer has God around them, but God in him. So now, that means that Jesus now became God's favor for us. What is favor? Favor is a hookup? No. Favor is somebody giving me a break on their light bill? No. Favor is me getting a job that I wasn't qualified for, a car that my credit wasn't ready for, a house that I couldn't get in? No. Favor is Jesus in my life. And all of the other ancillary things are because I have favor in my life. Look at your neighbor and say, I got favor. And his name is Jesus. Look at somebody on the other side and say, I got favor. And his name is Jesus. The moment 
that you accepted or accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your faith and favor connect. Yes, yes. They connect with one another. They grab hold to one another. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because of this connection, favor is always with you. Want that sink in? Because some of y'all cry at the wrong time. The first uncomfortable experience, the first situation that happens, the first downset that happened, the first trial, the first tribulation, you broke up, you tore up. Can't nobody say nothing to you. You don't want to come to church. You don't want to be bothered. You don't want to have nothing to do with nobody. You got attitude on your attitude. When you don't realize you got favor on the inside of you. Ever thought you was broke until you put on a pair of pants that you didn't wash? Y'all, okay, all right, I'm sorry. Some of y'all too bougie for that. Come on now. Y'all got some clothes that, that, that you was like, I ain't had this on but an hour. Let me put this up. And you, you look at it and make sure. I'm going to put this back on the hanger. This got one more wear before I send this to the cleaners. I wish I had some real people in the room. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We, we do it. And, and it's on that day that you broke or think you are. And just stick your hand in your pocket. Wait a minute, I didn't know I had. You didn't realize you had favor with you the whole time. You were so focused on your dilemma, you didn't realize the favor you had. Oh, I said this morning, I said this morning that you went to work broke, didn't have no money for lunch, and somebody made an extra hamburger. Somebody came to you and said, oh, I'm running out, and you say, sure, boy, I sure need me a Chick-fil-A sandwich, but I ain't got my money. Or some of y'all too ashamed to say you ain't got no money, you'll say, I left my card. I left my card. Ain't nothing on that card. <laughs> what you feeling for? <laughs> and somebody say, oh, I got you, I got you, don't worry about it. Or this the day they give away the buy one, get one free cards. We focus on our situation and don't allow our faith to connect with God's favor. My faith in Jesus says that I'm always connected. Okay, I'll show you in Hebrews 13 and 5, and I'm going to stop and sit down. Hebrews 13 and 5, C says, For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, English majors in the room, this statement is a double negative. 
It is only used maybe twice in the New Testament as it is now. A double negative in the Greek it is me, me, O-U-M-E, me. Okay? Which means never ever or never never. Okay? So, in the Amplified Version of Hebrews 13 and 5, see, it says, I will not in any way fail you, nor give up on you. Oh, it's up there, huh? Won't you read it? Ready, set, read. Uh-huh. Keep going. Oh, stop right there. Or leave you with what? Without support. So anything that I get in, anything that I go through, I still got support. Go on to the next. Go ahead. Go ahead. I will not, I will not. So he's saying, I will never leave you. I will not, I will not. Nor forsake you, I will not, I will not. Or leave you without support, I will not, I will not. Uh-huh, I will not let you down. Yeah, yeah, Jesus within me means constant favor is around me, for me, and through me. Oh, yeah, y'all missed that right there. Jesus within me means constant favor around me, for me. Oh, y'all sleep. I got to get y'all. I mean, y'all got to read that too. Come on, read it with me. Jesus within me means Read it again. I needed to get down in your spirit. Say it again. So if you were mute in the room, you would do. and face your first trial of the week because we always have them. You ain't even got to say nothing. All you got to do is go. <laughs> Which means favor ain't based on what I have but who I'm with. is not an event, it's a person. And because I have Jesus on the inside of me, I got constant favor around me. For me. Through me. Which means now, I have a responsibility. I got to make sure that I stay connected. I got to make sure that I recognize favor when it show up. I got to be able to have the power to call favor to me. 
but then I also have the responsibility of having to shell out favor to everybody else. Yes, you see, I can't be stingy with the favor that God has over my life because God has gotten me in a position where I got to be a blessing to somebody else. Yes, even if I see Philip sitting over there, that means the favor over my life ought to be a blessing to Philip's life. Yeah, because Philip is in contact with me. And I am in contact with Jesus. Look at your neighbor and see me. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, the blessing of God on my life is getting ready to spill off over your life. Yeah. Look at another neighbor next to you and say, neighbor, I got fever in me, and it's getting ready to rub off on you. in the last two minutes that I got because of Jesus I got contact contact with favor and you will never never ever never never leave me yes Lord I close the day with a story of one of my favorite characters his name is Iron Man but many of you as Tony Stark. Everybody knows that Tony Stark is Iron Man. He doesn't hide it. He walks around and brags about it. Yes, sir. Tony has made a suit of armor that has weaponry in it. Wherever he puts on his armor, he becomes invincible. He becomes a man of power. Yes, in one of the movies, Tony Stark gets in a fight but doesn't have his armor. Yes, sir. And it seems like as well as Tony knows how to fight, he can't win the battle. As well as he knows how to pray, he can't win the battle. As much fasting as he does, he can't win the battle. He got all kinds of prayer partners. They praying all night long, but he can't win the battle. He's starting to be beaten. He's starting to be whipped. He's starting to be laid out. Poor Tony, right when he's beat up, right when he's been torn up, he realizes that in his watch, he's built a mechanism that when he pushes the button, his suit will take over with the push of a button. Tony's armor would come and form around him, making him Iron Man, making him Iron Man again. Yes, sir, which means Tony Stark has become victorious because of his connection. The watch on his arm connected him with his armor. What does that have to do with me? Well, 
woman. Well, I'll tell you, you just a regular old woman or a regular old man, but you got something on the inside that when necessity comes, it comes out of you, surrounds you, and becomes favor for you. It makes you invincible. Yes, sir. It's called the favor of God. Well, I just told you that the favor of God is Jesus. And so when my faith connects with my favor, I push my faith button and my favor will become Emmanuel. God with us, push your button, your favor becomes El Shaddai, all sufficient one. Push your button, your favor becomes Shire. Push your burden, your favor becomes Missy. God, my banner, push your burden, becomes Sabbath. Lord of God's army, yes, sir, able to fight battles, standing before you. Yeah, if you can believe Jesus for anything, then it becomes your favor for everything. Yeah, I'm done now. Get ready to go sit down. But can I tell you one more time? Jesus is my favor. And my favor connects me with everything I need. Yes, sir. Moses stands in front of God and says, God, if I found favor in your sight, well, come with me. God says, I'll do what you ask. I'll go with you. And when I go, favor goes with me. Yes, Lord, I'm done now. Return to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you have enough favor to last you the rest of your life. Stop calling forth your favor. Well, how can I call for my favor? It's in one name, and he reigns. Jesus, he's my favor.
restoration. I need to call his name. Need more money. Jesus. Need a better relationship. Jesus. Need better outgoing. 